0: Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of the Accepted Authority podcast. My name is Greg Rowworth, and each week I bring to you a topic of uh, one of the typical challenges that relate to growing your consultancy firm in the current market. Now, this week I want to focus on a specific area that is a challenge for many of my clients before we start working with them, in relation to the sales process and how you engage a client um, to accept your proposal or agree to uh, your um, recommendation about how you might work together with them. Now, what I find for most clients is that the sales process is something that's not a familiar area for them. You know, As consultants, we've learnt our profession. We've been to university, we've studied, we've uh, earned our stripes in terms of the work that we do. We're good at what we do in the technical aspects. But as we've developed and grown in our profession and we've gone out to start our own business, We've discovered that we have to be involved in the sales process to get the clients to provide the work that we want to do. And that sales process is something that is not, um, well, we're not a it's not a full-time job for most of us. For most consultants, the sales process is a means to getting the work that we need to do, but it's not something we're typically engaged in eight hours a day, five days a week. It comes around and certainly it's a regular part of our process, but it's not something that we get to practice and and hone our skills in like a professional salesperson would. Someone who's engaged as a professional salesperson, doing selling 100% of their, their working time, obviously has an opportunity to improve their skills. They hone their skills. They get better at it. And um, uh, if they're good at what they do, they can be exceptional in that role. But for most of us in the consulting field, sales is just one of the aspects of the work that we do. We're typically not full time salespeople. And in many cases, sales is not really (laughs) our favorite part of the role. For most of us, and me included here, sales was never something I thought that I would get involved in. As a a young person growing up, I was always fairly shy. I didn't ever see myself being involved in a a role as a salesperson. But becoming a consultant and having the ambition to work in my own business, I then had to turn my attention to sales and, um, well... And uh, initially, I was pretty pretty rubbish at selling. I just didn't have a clue of how to approach it. And what I find is that a lot of consultants are just like I was. Selling is not a natural thing for them to do. We shy away from selling in a lot of cases. Uh, many of us don't really enjoy the sales aspect of our role. But to be successful in business, we've got to become better at sales. So today I want to talk to you about partly my journey in learning how to be better at sales, um, but also a formula and a process that I've worked out that helps me sell in a way that doesn't require as much selling. And when I say that, what I mean is that Selling is something that puts most people off. Now, most people don't like to be sold to. Many people like to buy and they go through a process of working out what they want and they're happy when they see what they want to place orders and to sign contracts, do deals. But most people resist being pushed into sales and most of us hate Pressure selling. So, what I want to talk about today is what I call selling with authority using the power selling system rather than pressure selling. Because pressure selling is something that most of us resist, we don't enjoy. And when we're involved in a a situation with a consulting sale, Most of what we do is about building relationships with our clients, developing um, a long-term relationship where we have to be in contact with our clients over a period of time. Now, when there's a pressure sales process involved or when when there's any um, degree of pressure in the selling process, what tends to happen is that there's a, a concept called buyer's remorse. Now, in a lot of sales situations when we're sold a product and we we've undergone a, a pressure sales situation, we feel pushed into it. Um, you know, at the time, it doesn't often seem like that. Although, it, it seems like we're down a you know going down a slippery slope that we can't get off. You know, the salesperson person has pushed us over the edge and we're on this slippery slope and they're just taking us down, pulling us along or pushing us along probably more accurately, pushing us down this slope towards the inevitability of us saying, yes, we'll buy. Now, sometimes we get to that point, we say, yes, we'll buy, but a few hours later, we regret that decision. We wouldn't have necessarily gone there if we'd had more opportunity to stand back and think about the process more, you know, to give it more consideration and more due diligence in the way that we've gone about that buying decision. But somehow we've ended up feeling pushed into this decision of buying a product. Now, when it comes to buying a service, It's much more difficult to do that. However, what I've discovered is that many of my clients typically don't understand how to avoid that pressure in the sales process. They naturally fall into applying pressure. And this is something that's very subtle. It's not something that um, we do deliberately. It's just something that we do in our enthusiasm to help our clients and this typically comes about when a potential client comes to us and often through a referral situation they come to us and tell us about their problem and if it's in our ballpark the first thing we want to do is help them you know naturally we want to help our clients to succeed to overcome the challenges and the problems that they're presenting with and typically what I've seen happen in a process when a potential client comes in, tells um, tells us what we do, and I'll use myself as the example here, although it really applies to you know, most of the clients I've worked with and people I've seen in this process, that when a client presents to us, tells us their problem, the first thing we want to do is help them, so we jump on the opportunity. And we start to tell them how we can help. We tell them what we're going to do to solve their problem. Now, that is probably the most natural thing that we would want to do. And it's a logical step that we think needs to happen in that sales process. But when it comes to selling, what happens when a potential client experiences that from us is that they feel that we're pressuring them. And this is where this subtle pressure starts to come in. When we start to explain what we can do and how we can have our client when they've just presented a problem to us, they often don't feel listened to appropriately. They feel like we're just out to make the sale and to get the money. Now, as as wrong as that impression is for most of us, I mean, naturally, we do want (laughs) to help. We do want to make the sale. We do want to get their money, but only on the basis of us providing value. But if we jump on that opportunity too quickly and start to tell our potential client what we're going to do to help them, they will start to feel pressure and it's very difficult to get the sale in such a personal relationship situation that consultancy often is when a client feels pressure from us because it's about, you know, do they want to work with us over the long term? And if they start to feel pressure from us at a very early stage in that relationship, instead of extending that relationship, it's often Curtailed very quickly. So, for us to sell effectively, we've got to avoid pressure in our sales meetings, in our sales situations with potential clients. We've got to take away that pressure. However, instead of applying pressure, what I recommend is that we sell with authority and power. Now, Power word is used strategically and specifically here as an acronym for the process that I've discovered. It's the most effective process to work with our clients in a sales situation so that they don't feel pressure, but they do feel that they're in control of a situation and that we can help them make a decision to buy. And we can help them determine what it is they need from us, they can make that decision about whether it's right for them and they can give us the go ahead to proceed all without feeling pressure from us. So let me tell you about the power authority selling process. And the first part of the process is starting with the letter P is positioning yourself as the authority. Now, on this podcast, we've talked about positioning yourself as the authority endlessly. But in this process, too, it's not just about positioning yourself personally as the authority. It's about positioning your firm as the authority in the market. So it's not just about you being the guru, the you know, the thought leader, which ideally you will be as well. But you don't want to remain in that position because you want to see or you want the client to see that it's not you that has to be the one doing the work for them. You want to be able to transfer that level of authority that you are presenting with to the people in your team who will be the client facing people in the project. You want to present the authority of your Business process, the way you work with clients as a solution for your clients, not you being the solution for the clients, and that makes a big difference ultimately in the the ability you have as a consultant to leverage your skills and leverage your time, so that you're not the one in demand, but your team is in demand, and that makes a big difference when you're able to leverage your time and your skills across the team so that you can serve many more clients than you could do personally. So there are a number of ways that we can create leverage in our business. And it's not the platform to talk about that today. But what I want to bring you back to is the process of positioning yourself as the authority or positioning your firm as the authority. And because we've talked about how to do that a lot in this podcast. I won't go into too much detail about that today, but it's really about ensuring that you are able to communicate to your potential clients before you have that sales meeting, that you are the market leader, that you're the, the or that you have the solution that the client needs even before you get into that selling situation so that they're coming along to you pre-sold already firmly of the opinion that you're likely to be able to solve their problem and that they actually want you and your solution, your team, to help them. So the mindset of the client when you position yourself as the authority is that they're not coming to examine you and evaluate you against your competitors. They're not coming to check out your pricing or to identify you know, what you can do to help them because they will already know what that's about in the way that you communicate with them before the sales meeting. So you need to be setting up your system of positioning yourself as the authority to deliver the right information, the right content, the right education to those potential clients before that meeting. Also, you need to have the the trappings of professionalism and authority when they see you. You you don't want to have a, a website that undermines your authority. You don't want to have videos that undermine your authority, that, that make you look amateurish. So anything that makes you look at like an amateur in what you're doing in your marketing process and your marketing materials will undermine that authority. So make sure that what you're presenting is professional and elevates your authority. Now, the second part of the power process is to own the agenda. And what I mean by that is that when you get into the sales meeting, that you actually have a process that you know you want to take your clients through to help them make a decision about whether you're a good fit, whether you have the ability to solve their problem, and that what you're going to recommend is the right thing for them. And I've seen a lot of my clients before we Introduce this process to them, really get in a muddle in this situation. Coming into a sales meeting without really understanding what they're going to take their clients through. And often they will hand over the well, the the whole meeting to the client. What tends to happen in these situations is that by asking the client the wrong questions and not really taking control or taking charge of the meeting abdicating control of that meeting to the client by saying what can i do for you today or know how can i help you and then not having a process to follow after that question you know letting the conversation meander from the problem that the client's talking about and you know often digging in deeper there are two ways that conversation can go. And typically as I've mentioned earlier, the probably the most prevalent way is that we get the client to tell them tell us our problem or tell us their problem. Um, and then we jump on that and say, here's how we can solve that. Yes, you know we're keen to work with them. We've got the solution for them and here's how that can work. And as I said earlier, that just creates pressure because the client doesn't really feel fully heard. They haven't don't feel listened to in that situation. It's a very brief conversation that they've been able to talk about, their situation. and you know we'd jump on it and say, well you know from from their perspective, it looks like we're, we're seeing, hey, here's an opportunity for us, let's get this sale and get things moving so we can get their money. And that's not what you want your client to feel, obviously. You want your client to feel trust or that you understand them more than anything else so that they trust you to look after their situation. So you need to own the agenda in that process. And what I recommend is that you study how a medical professional operates in this situation. Instead of jumping on the solution quickly, they tend to to take a step back and say, well, let's really dig in and find out what's really going on here. For example, if I turn up to a doctor and say, "Um, Doc, I've I've been suffering headaches um, for a while. Um, Now, I'm not sure what's going on. Perhaps I just need some stronger painkillers and I'll be all right. Now, if the doctor said, yeah, we've got strong painkillers, I know exactly what you need, let me write out the script and we'll get you on to that. Now, that's That would not build any trust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think most people would be shocked if that was the situation. You know, what we want our doctor to do is to say, okay, well, you know, lie down on the, uh, the bench here and uh, let's do some more examination. Um, let's see what's really going on. And beyond that, we might even... So I'd be asked to do a, 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 a series of tests where they um, can look deeper inside a head uh, with an MRI scan or whatever it might be. <laughs> you can see my medical knowledge, isn't that great? But we would expect the doctor to diagnose us in a deeper way than that brief initial conversation. And that's how we should approach it. We, Our agenda for that meeting should be how can we take our clients through a, a mini-diagnosis to know how we can serve them better and how we can really understand their situation and describe their problem to them in a way that shows our authority again. So by doing that and by taking their clients deeper, we come to the third phase, and that's the W for win their trust. Now, when we win their trust or how we win their trust is by going through that deeper analysis, a deeper level diagnosis, so that we're not jumping on the solution too quickly. We want to stay away from the solution for as long as possible. We want to take our clients deeper into their situation we want them to be fully heard, fully listened to and show that we really understand their situation, their situation before we make any recommendations, before we push them down any particular pathway. We don't want to pressure them. We want don't want them to feel any pressure from us. We want them to feel that we have taken the time to fully understand their situation so that we can then diagnose their situation more effectively and make a stronger and more definitive recommendation on how to proceed from here. Typically then the fourth stage is that we want to educate our client around what it is they need. We want to help them change their beliefs, and that's something we've talked about in this podcast in the past process of selling is really going through a series of or a chain of beliefs from not understanding what the situation is to really coming to a level of understanding of what needs to be done to solve their problem. So, our process needs to include the educational piece where we can help the client understand what's going on with their, their situation, understand why they are experiencing the challenges they're experiencing understand that those are symptoms of a deeper level problem so that then we can describe that problem to them as what needs to be solved rather than just working on the symptoms because it's that root cause problem that we need to solve, not the symptoms. When we solve the root cause, we solve the symptoms. But many of us jumping in too soon, when the client describes the symptoms to us, we are talking about how to solve those symptoms. And we're not really able to establish a proper solution, a proper um, recommendation when we do that. And the clients feel that. They don't build trust. or well, we're not building trust with them when, when they do that. We're not educating them properly so that they understand what we see and the way we see their problem needs to be solved. So when we educate a client and they go through that chain of beliefs and are ready to accept what we have to say, then we can recommend our solution. So the R in the power process is to recommend. So not to close the sale, as many sales trainers would talk about. In in a consultancy situation, we're not trying to close a sale. We're trying to open a relationship. So we want to recommend to our clients the process that we need to go through to work on that problem they have, to solve that problem, and often to take it deeper, to look at beyond that first level problem, what else they need to experience from us to achieve the ultimate outcomes they're looking for, not just a short-term solution, the short-term outcome, but what's the long game? What are they really after? What do they really, really want When we can get to that level, we can make a recommendation that really sticks, that resonates with that client and that whole process that we've talked about here through that power selling process gives us a level of authority that they see that we know what we're doing, we know what we're talking about, it makes it easy for them to make a decision to go ahead with us. So think about that process how to sell your services with authority and power, how to remove that pressure from the selling process, how to avoid that subtle pressure that often comes in when we're too enthusiastic about jumping on the solution too soon, how to take away that solution so that the client really gets to help you diagnose and they can understand the level of pain, the impact that current situation is having on them, and how we can move them from that pain situation to the ultimate outcome they're looking for. So if you want to know more about the power selling system, how to sell your services with authority and power, then feel free to reach out to me. Um, Make contact through LinkedIn or through Facebook. Um, Just do a search for Greg Roworth on LinkedIn or Facebook. Or go to my website at businessflightpath.com, and there are lots of uh, free uh, articles, free information that you can access from both or all of those sites uh, so that you can learn more about this process. But if you're specifically interested in how to sell with authority and power, then send me a, a message and uh, ask me about how, you, how, can they, how can you sell with more authority and power And I'll get back to you with some unique solutions for you. So this has been Greg Roworth with the Accepted Authority podcast. Looking forward to seeing you again next week. Um, But uh, in the meantime, take advantage of the free information. Go back in the back catalogue of the podcast and, uh, and learn more about this whole process of authority. Great to have you here. Uh, look forward to seeing you again next week. Greg Rowe without.